You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. So if you're looking for any type of batteries, whether it's for your truck, your car, your trail cameras, your rangefinder, stop into a local Interstate Batteries retail location. There are thousands upon thousands of them all over the United States. Talk with a battery specialist and get the batteries that you need to go on with your life. Interstate Batteries outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Thomas. With me today... Micah, and for the second week in a row. Back again. <laughs> yes, he's back. <laughs> back again. Second. Welcome back for the second time in a row. First, well, I guess it, it's kind of weird because it's all on the same night, but it's the second podcast. It's the second podcast. So yeah. everybody's like, oh, wow, he made time twice. No, we just carved him out for one night, really. That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, one time. anyway, today's episode, we have James Whitaker on with Tactcan to talk about self-filming and how you get into that sort of stuff. Um, so we're excited to talk to him. It's a good episode. Yep. Yeah, we talk about obviously self filming, some really? different we do? As- aspects, but <laughs> we also get into that uh, new uh, Tacticam uh, trail camera that they got. Yeah, and, and, so, and that we just gave away. And yep. we did just give it away. Congrats to Gunner. So yeah. I, yeah. I talked to. Uh, well, who won it? Gunner, uh, what was his name again? Uh, Goodridge. Last, Gunner Goodridge. Yeah, yeah, he won. He, he actually was one of the last entries. entries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he got in right at the wire, but I mean, he actually. Uh, doing a little research he, he killed that buck on my buddy's land and he actually not too far from here nice so you know that congrats to him i uh, hope he gets a lot of good use out of that camera and everything yeah. so awesome well let's get this show started let's do it this is the missouri woods and water podcast All right, welcome to the show, everybody. Um, got a good one today. Micah, what's up, man? Oh, just living the dream, my friend. Living yep. the dream. Another long day at work, wasn't we, it? We do have some exciting news. Yeah, a special day. It's very special. Andy. If you call me a special guest, I swear <laughs> I'm walking out. Andy has made his way back. To us. To us. He is yeah. back. Back on the Welcome podcast. home. Yeah. Thank been you. a little while, buddy. It has been. Um, so, we're excited. Well... 
obviously he's been gone for good reason. Yeah. Uh, been been basically working two full-time jobs for We're almost done with Harvest, weeks. so I'll go back to one job here pretty soon. Yeah. So um, we're excited to have this episode. This is actually one that Andy knows this guy um, from from something. And uh, so today we're going <laughs> to... Today we're talking with uh, James from Tacticam, and we're going to talk about just self-filming. It's a little bit late in the season, but um, it's kind of funny because I've been dabbling in it. Started last year, and I've been doing it again this year, and I'm having those little those those things you do in between where I don't get my camera out sometimes, mm-hmm. and I didn't get my camera out um, when I when I killed my buck on last Sunday, so. Missed opportunities. Missed opportunities, things like that. So we're kind of going to talk about what people should look at when they're thinking about self-filming themselves. So uh, James is on with us uh, with Tacticam. How's it going, man? Great, guys. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. Um, So before we get going, why don't you just introduce yourself and tell us what you do for Tacticam. And how did you get started with him? I I think that'd be kind of a fun story for people. Well, uh, my name's James Whitaker. I'm the operations manager for TACCAM. I just recently switched careers and went to work for TACCAM full-time. I was the, I'm also the um, uh, team director. We have a promotions, uh, grassroots promotions team that I, I run nationally. And uh, I started out as a team member on that team, Uh, would go around to, say, NWTF banquets and White Tails Unlimited banquets or some of these dealers that sell TACCAM products, and we would go have sales days there and just tell people about TACCAM, and that's when we only had the POV camera, and um, just kind of grew from there, became the team leader, we've got kind of in charge of about five states and a little over a hundred and something people on the team in those states. And we kind of managed them. And then the company reached out to me and asked me if I was interested in a full-time spot. And after a little bit of deliberation with my wife and talking about things in our future and decided we would dive into this head first. So here we are. Nice. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's actually how I met James was, uh, uh, I'm on the tact- one of the Tacticam teams there uh, myself, and that's what James kind of recruited me and uh, approved me on that team. So that's how I got to know Why? him. That's a good question. <laughs> he's he's wondering the same I question, thing. I question you now, James. <laughs> well, I, I question myself sometimes too, fellas. Don't worry. <laughs> um, no, no, actually, it was uh, the team itself, is uh, real quick, um, is really um, – it's made up of people like all of us. We all love the outdoors. We all love to hunt and fish. And we found a product that we use and are passionate about. And, you know, you just want other people to know about your successes and failures. Um, you know, that's part of what hunting is. It's not all success. And what better way to share your successes and failures uh, than through video when you're recording self-filming and stuff like that. And Tacticam just came out with an easy way to do that. And, um, we started, I started using their stuff and then actually was so excited about it. I got my first bow kill on video. And after I tried to talk my buddies into going and filming this, film each other, and I could never talk them into it. So Tacticam made it easy for me to be able to do it by myself. Nice. So that's yep. why the excitement comes from. And then, 
Andy did the same thing. You know, he Absolutely. wanted to film his hunts and then got got all excited about the camera and wanted to know more and uh, recruited him on the team. And you know, those guys, those people out in the field, tell more people about Tacticam than Tacticam can do on the TV. You know, it yep. means a lot when it's coming from another hunter saying, "Man, you got to check this thing out. It's pretty cool." So yeah, that's and, how it works. And you're from. What's cool is, and I don't think you live here now, but you're from Missouri. And so one thing Born I like, yep. One thing I want to ask you is, we ask most of our guests this, at least something kind of cool. What's your growing up? What was your favorite thing about Missouri and its outdoors? Well, Missouri is so diverse. Um, depending on what part of the state that you're in, I grew up in a little town called Piedmont, Missouri, near Clearwater Lake where all of the rivers down there are pretty spring-fed and everything is rock and, you know, the rivers are just crystal clear and cold. And that's where I learned how to deer hunt in square miles and square miles of woods. And I would fish all the time and and got into hunting um, and then started hunting in northern Missouri. Um, I hunt public land and, and have successfully harvested and got on video some deer that reach about 140 inches which is on public land that's pressured pretty hard it's quite the accomplishment so absolutely um i i'm not big about deer score as i am about age Uh, i'll shoot a six-year-old doe over a year and a half old buck any day of the week so i'm not scared but i just love the diversity of the land and the opportunity to just sit back and reflect and you know Learn all you can, identifying trees and edible mushrooms and plants, and I just love it. If, if there's anything, if, if, I'd rather be outside doing those things than I would be sitting on a computer somewhere. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all agree there. Absolutely. Yep. So so where do you live now? Um, with tactic and with the, the uh, job transfer to, to uh, actually the career transfer, um, to coming to work for Tacticam, I am now in a town called Decorah, Iowa, which is northeast Iowa. I'm pretty much all the way up here where Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa all touch. Okay. And this looks nothing like the typical Iowa that everybody thinks of. Um, when you think of Iowa, you think of cornfields and soybean fields and flat ground and being able to see for miles. Yeah. And where I'm located at, it's um, steep hills that rise 200 feet. You know, they'll start out at 700 feet and jump up to 900 feet. It's almost straight up. And uh, lots of spring-fed rivers up here and trout and walleye and smallmouth bass. The Mississippi River looks like a lake. Yeah. So it's way diverse from what you would typically think of, of Iowa, but it's beautiful. I'm no, sure. I'm it reminds sure. me of Southeast Missouri a lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's probably pretty good hunting up there too. So I'm not going to get to find out yet until the end of December. Uh, yeah, Iowa's yeah. laws are a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You have to live there for so long before you can actually right hunt yeah. or something. Yeah. Jump through a bunch of hoops and prove that you've been here for 90 days, but that's okay. Mm. Yeah, well, I work. I'm uh, still hunting Missouri as well. I have a non-resident <laughs> Missouri tag in my. On my Missouri hunting app, which seems a little weird for the first time in <laughs> my hunting history. So I'm like, wow, that's just weird. But yeah, Missouri is still home. 
Yeah. Yeah, I work in Iowa a lot, so I've seen most of the state, and I, I drive through northeast Iowa a lot on my way to Wisconsin for work sometimes, and yeah, it's 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 just different than different parts of the state. I mean, there's a lot of the west side of the state that's really cool, too. Right. You know, both rivers where they kind of are on the state lines, uh, you have those beautiful bluffs and steep rises, so yeah, no doubt. All right, let's uh let's talk about filming stuff. Yeah, yeah let's get into it. So let's just kind of start broadly, and... If if someone was wanting to get into self-filming, what are some things that you might kind of recommend, not even maybe necessarily from a tactic standpoint, which might be the way you would go, but what are what are some, some pointers you would give people that want to start self-filming? They're not going to have their buddy in a tree with them. They're not going to have somebody film for them, which is a totally different deal at that point. But, you know, what are some, some starting points for people to, to start with and then we'll kind of just go from there on what Tacticam can do for people from there too. Actually, you know, one of the hardest things about self-filming is um, one, you have to plan your route in and out of the, the stand. If you're a deer hunter, um, it's, you ha- it's just another piece of equipment, just like your gun is, just like your bow is, just like your backpack is. It's just another piece of equipment. And that's the way you, your mentality gets is, <clears throat> you have to get yourself in the habit of, I wouldn't go into the woods without my bow. Why would I leave my camera behind? Yeah. And then after you start getting into that mentality and you start filming, <clears throat> um, you're going to learn that there's a lot of things that you're going to want to film that you're going to end up editing out, which people don't even think about, you know, but you can never have too much footage. The problem is, is you have to go through all that footage. <laughs> That's a very and good the point. hardest The hardest thing about self-filming, in my opinion, is being able to talk to an inanimate object, a camera, whether it's a tech cam or a video camera, a big one, or an LCD camera. You're literally having a conversation with something that has no reaction, and it's hard to do to stare at an inanimate object and talk to it like it's a real person. Um, those are some of the basic things that you learn right away. Um, a lot of guys, you know, you, if you watch YouTube, I have my own YouTube channel and you can look at some of the first videos that I ever did and they're horrible. (laughs) (laughs) They're absolutely horrible, but I was proud of them at the time and, and I videoed it and I edited it and I did all the stuff myself and you, man, how could I made that better? And then when you sit back and you watch yourself and you look at all these things he did and didn't do, you think, man, I could have changed this or I should have had that, or I should have said this, or there's a ton of things that run through your mind. Um, you, and you can look at the progression with somebody who has a YouTube channel from where they started to where they are. Um, I started my channel as a legacy to my children um, cause there are, there are things that I do that I have tried to teach my children. Um, and my children are all adults now and they're hunting and they're doing all that stuff on their own. But, uh, we make our own European skull mounts. We make our own summer sausage. We butcher our own deer. We do all this stuff ourselves and fish and, and everything else. And those videos, um, were so that 
uh, when I'm long gone, my kids and grandkids can look at that and go, that was my dad or that was my grandpa. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I totally understand that because, I mean, you don't think about it now because, but, like, whenever we go out west and we go uh, elk hunting and stuff like that, and I'm away from my family for a certain point, it, I guarantee you, like, three, four days in, I'm always looking at the pictures and the videos of my kids and things like that. And it's, it's a good thing to have those. So, I mean, filming and stuff like that, it totally resonates. Yeah. So. Well, I know. I go back through my dad's old uh, picture books. of He used to go down South Turkey and all the time. Like, oh, Dad, what was this turkey? Like, he, he sits there and tells me a story. Well, now, I mean, with technology we have, you can start filming those things. Like, oh, that, that turkey right there? Let me show you. I have yeah. got you know got got on film right here. Right. So I mean that that's definitely something. Well, it's funny you say going through stuff, James, because I started self filming last year, and I didn't harvest anything last year, and so I've got all this what I call just crap, you know, footage of deer, B roll, yeah, called B roll footage. <laughs> um, I do have that really cool hunt with. Uh, I think people have heard the story about with my son Chase and right. I had that deer come in. He told me to shoot it and you know, I'll always have that, but I'm sitting there going, wait, wh- what do I do with it? I mean, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and this year I've actually probably gotten worse on filming. Um, mostly because I've been doing a lot more moving around this year. And so I, if, if the tree I'm in, I don't like where I can hook up and I, I have a camera that I stole from my wife. If I don't like where I can hook up a, a camera arm then i just don't mess with it and i don't film and then you're after the hunt you're like that would have been really cool to get on camera guess what your solution would be <laughs> tacticam <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tacticam's the way to do it you don't need a big arm on a camera but you know it's um i i would say really people if they are self-filming and they're going to um make a go at it go at it the biggest thing is you know we start out with these little video clips and you got to think of this while you're hunting. Encounter with a deer generally lasts somewhere between 30 seconds and two or three minutes. And that's about it. And in that time, your brain's going 100 miles an hour. Is this a deer I want to shoot? Is it going to walk down this way? Is it going to give it a shot? Do I... So you've got all this other stuff going on, and you're trying to film. So when you're self-filming and you go back and you edit all this footage, What's the purpose? Is it just to show the, you know, the harvest of that animal or is it to tell a story? And that depends on you. Um, do you want to tell a story of your hunt? And you're going to have to do more than just show the hunt. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to give yourself a little interview, talk about it, and talk about the lead in. And they call it, you know, in filming, they call it B, B-roll footage because the A-roll footage is the actual shot. And the, you know, the point of the whole story is harvesting that animal, which, you know, you want to respect the, the game, but it's not just about hunting. Isn't just about harvesting an animal and, and, uh, hunting your, or filming your hunt. Isn't just about harvesting an animal. It's about the experience. Mm-hmm. So how do you relate that? And you got to take all that footage and, and edit it the right way, I think. But what's really great is the story. I could take the same footage that you had and, you know, me and you could both sit down the same footage and tell two different stories. It all depends on how we slice it and dice it. Right. So that's one thing people need to keep in mind. Yeah. And I think that's where I've struggled probably just because I did, I, I did a good job last year filming. I, I 
got it out every time and it only took me a few hunts to be like yeah this is easy it's just the first thing i do when i see that deer or whatever so i filmed raccoon remember that raccoon in the tree micah Uh that was looking you know (laughs) like all these different things um it's the first thing i do when i see the animal is go down hit record and then you know you kind of go from there um and then after the season's over i'm like okay now what do i do with all this crap just throw it somewhere and say hey watch this stuff (laughs) you know i just that's that's where you know a lot of people i think it's the editing side that is more intimidating maybe for them yeah but it can be but there's simple editing apps even on I've edited uh, my last YouTube video. I just did one. Um, it was, it, I did a how-to video on the basic how to field dress a deer. And when I titled it, it was how to field dress a deer in under seven minutes. Nice. Now, I did I did the field dressing and, you know, I had somebody else holding the camera for me and trying to uh, trying to get them. They're not a cameraman. But they were trying to actually, you know, film me. And while I was doing it, I was also explaining everything. Right. So then um, a friend of mine put out a video, how to field dress a deer in under six minutes. And I'm like, (laughs) funny. Jerk. And uh, (laughs) and he did it on purpose, you know. It's not not six-minute abs. (laughs) Who gets abs in six minutes? (laughs) Right. So, So... you know, his his video got a ton of traffic, and he got a bunch of subscribers off of it, which is awesome. Um, so this year, I decided, I'm like, all right, guys, and I did a video, and I used my tactic cameras because they're just easy. They're POV cameras, just like the other action cameras that are out there. You just point it in the right direction, hit the button, it comes on, right? It makes it very simple. It's got a microphone, everything's there. I looked at the camera and said, all right, guys, I did this video, and I really think that I could do it a lot faster than that, but I'm not going to try to go for speed. I just want to know how long it takes me to actually do it. And I and I explained what I was going to do before I did it, and then I had my wife standing behind the camera with the timer, and she hit the timer. And all said and done, I field-dressed a deer from start to finish in four minutes and six seconds. And and I put that on, you know, how to field-dress a deer fast, four minutes fast. <laughs> but I wasn't racing or anything else. Now, the I told you all that to tell you this. I was in deer camp, and I downloaded the film footage from my tax <laughs> camp to my phone. And there's an app on my phone. I have an iPhone, and it's called iMovie. And I edited that video together on my phone sitting in deer camp and put music to it and a title and all those stuff with simple stuff that's free on my phone and i posted it on youtube yeah i've heard so of that. there's no reason for people to be intimidated the yeah. technology's made it so simple for anybody if they just you can get very technical with it and do all kinds of stuff and spend thousands of dollars on editing equipment but if you're not trying to be a professional and make a bunch of money at it why in the world would you you know just have fun that's the whole point of hunting and being outside and videoing and everything right we're supposed to have fun life's short right no doubt well, I mean, this I think this is a good spot to start talking about, you know, if, if someone's going to start filming, why they should look at some tap, Tacticam stuff mm-hmm. and how it can help them, uh, especially maybe being the first thing they purchase, you know. Being uh, brand new to it. I, yeah. yeah. I would say um, there's, there's several reasons why. Um, ease of use, you hit one button and the thing comes on and starts recording. You don't have to think about it. 
you hit the button, it vibrates twice and starts recording. The vibration's built into it so that if you have it mounted to your bow or your gun, and they have the mounts, TechCam already has the mounts for all that stuff. Anything you can think of, head mounts, chest mounts, shoulder mounts, mount it to your scope, film through your scope, put it in as your stabilizer. Yep. Um, there's just, it's unbelievable the things you can do. We have screw in tree mounts, so you can put one out uh, 35 yards in front of you. You know, we have remotes that they work up to 100 feet away, and you can hook five cameras up to one remote. So you hit one mm-hmm. button on a remote, and all five cameras come on, and you start recording. Yep. They weigh like three ounces. So you're not really adding any weight to your bow or your gun. It's like it's not even there. Yeah. So yep. you have to get in the habit of, like, when I first started filming, I bought a tachycam because like I said, I couldn't my buddies to go out in a tree stand and sit with me because they wanted to hunt too. And I'm going to take turns and you couldn't talk them into it. So I bought a tachycam because it just looked simple and it was, and it worked. Um, now I have so many of them. I, my wife says it's a problem. I don't see the problem, <laughs> but <laughs> I literally have, um, Four tech cams on my bow, and I have one as a, I have a 5.0 wide as mm-hmm. a selfie camera for that a camera that's pointing back at me. So when I draw my bow back, I can, you can watch the reaction of my face and me draw the bow back. Um, I have one camera set on slow motion so that while it's recording, I can go back and slow that video down and watch that arrow fly through the air real slow if that's what I want to do. Um, I have another one set on Zoom so I can get into really tight shots because TechCam 5.0 has got an eight-time Zoom feature on it. Yep. Um, and then I have another one set on 4K. In the 4K video, it's got low, automatic low light capabilities. So right at dusk, it slows down to 15 frames <laughs> per second. It gathers all the light it can gather. So then, you know, I can go back and edit those, even just those four cameras. And I can tell a story of the deer coming in, my reaction, the slow motion hit. Yep. You can tell a story in 30 seconds if that's what you want to do. Or you have the best footage you know, available there for you. And the one thing you touched on and Nate touched on too is, you know, is another piece of equipment. So, you know, another camera for me, what I like about it is you have to, if you're going to use an actual camera, camera arm, for me, if I'm changing stands, I have a camera arm in my pack. I have a yep. camera in my pack. I have all this stuff in my pack. I'm a big fan of the stabilizer mount for my bow. It's already on and attached to my bow. I don't have to set up anything. Literally, I'm in the tree. Deer comes, push the button, I'm filming. I was just getting ready to mention that. So, James, you're not here with us, but I'm sitting here messing with Andy's Tacticam. Uh, He's got a Um, Mm 5.0. And that's the first thought that came to mind. This is the first time I've messed with this thing. I mean, you've had this thing for a while, Mm -hmm. but... The first thing that came to my mind is when I take my camera into the woods, I've got my camera arm, my my camera um oh what's the the body? No, the the strap that has the um ratchets on it, those are heavy. Um I've got my my case for my camera and then the camera cuz it's my wife's camera. So if I break mess that it thing, up, it's your, right. Yeah. yeah. Um it, the 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 swivel head whatever the, that thing's called, yeah. you know that you move Mode. it you know yep, all that stuff yep. and i mean it fills up an it's entire a, pocket it's a fluid head yeah that fluid thing head. yeah um it fills up an entire pocket in in my bag 
And boy, this is well, this is nothing. I mean, there's nothing to it. Nope. Here's here's what I would say. I was um, more or less challenged. I took it as a challenge. Somebody told me that I couldn't film an entire season using only not uh, using nothing but tax cams, and I said that I can. <laughs> and that's how if you go if you go to my uh, YouTube channel, uh, shameless plug here, when nature's calling outdoors. Uh, my season from last year is like 11 or 12 episodes, and it was 100% filmed with tack tents. That's it, nothing else, just to prove that you could do it, and nobody would ever know the difference because of the quality that it it records in. 4K is 4K, whether it's coming out of a a $300 tack cam or a $3,000 camera that you have to put on an arm. Mm It doesn't matter. 4K is 4K. I literally carry four cameras on my bow. I have a, another camera on a clamp mount that I generally clamp to a branch on the tree, and I point it back at me, and that's my quote-unquote interview camera or my selfie camera, just another angle. And then I have a couple of uh, more cameras in my backpack on uh, like screw-in tree mounts, and I point them back at me or where I think the deer is going to come from, or I'll set them on the ground and point them where I think the deer should be standing when I shoot it, if I'm so lucky. Because, right. um, you know, when you hunt the same places, you generally figure out where these deer like to walk, right? So right. why not try it? And I carry uh, two lanyards around my neck with two different remotes. And when the deer come in, when I see the deer, the first thing in my brain is hit the button. And I reach down and I grab my lanyard and I hit the button and all my cameras come. I don't think about it anymore. Once I hit that button, I hear it go click. And I grab the other one and go click. I put them back in my, I tuck them back in my jacket so that my bowstring doesn't hit them. Mm-hmm. And then I grab my bow. So my first reaction isn't to grab my bow, it's to hit the button. And now all my cameras are recording and I can just focus on shooting the deer. I don't have to... Um, yeah, move the camera sense. arm around and point it, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I have cameras on my bow. My bow is naturally going to be pointing at that animal anyway. Yep. The hardest habit as a bow hunter, we're all taught to shoot the trigger, you know, squeeze the trigger and let the ball, bow fall forward. Yeah. The natural reaction is to let that happen. Well, if you're filming, the next thing you know, you shoot and you're filming your boots. Because you let the bow fall forward and it's yeah. got all your cameras in it. You're like, oh, no, you know, so yeah. now you've missed a bunch of stuff. So it's a matter <laughs> of muscle memory and practice to remember to keep your bow pointed at the animal the entire time yeah. and follow the animal when it runs off. That gives you the better footage. I do it with my gun. And the great thing I think really that Tim uh, captured was that they constantly want to improve how, what other angle could we get? And it's about filming. It's about making that story, right? So they mm-hmm. invented this thing called the FTS, which stands for film through scope. And literally, you whatever you see in your scope of your gun or your crossbow, if you add this mount to the, to, to the eyepiece of your uh, crossbow or your scope on your gun, you can put the Tactim 4.0 or 5.0 in there. And it will, through a series of mirrors, 
record exactly what you're seeing with your naked eye through that scope, crosshairs and everything, yep. which is really kind of cool. So those long distance shooters can see, you know, film a thousand yards away now with, because uh, it's using the magnification from the scope. Yeah. So there's the, the possibilities are just endless. And a lot of these professional, um, Mark and Terry jury, uh, Lee and Tiffany Lukoski, they use Tacticams and they mm-hmm. use them for just another angle because they have somebody else back there behind them filming, but then they use the Tacticams for just another angle. It's just some, another thing to get footage from. Yeah. And when someone's filming you, I mean, that changes a lot of stuff. I mean, cause then they control a, a camera and they can zoom in, zoom out, do all the things that they need to do, um, that you don't have the ability to do when you're self filming. Uh, I mean, at least not as much. So one thing I was going to ask you is you said when you first see the animal or whatever, you, you hit your buttons. Okay. Mm-hmm. So do you have all of your cameras set on zoomed out and wide and then you go back and edit later? You know, that's a great question. Um, so Tacticam has an app. Um, Tacticam has several products. So we have four different apps. Um, there are, there's a Tacticam app for the, the Tacticam 5.0 and 4.0 cameras. There's the Tacticam Spotter LR app, which is one of the newer products for this year. It's an attachment, the camera that attaches to spotting, to the eyepiece of spotting scope. So now you can film animals miles away. Um, there's another app for the fisheye camera, which is, waterproof up to 30 feet and has a loop record feature on it. And guys are starting to use that for duck hunting. They're mounting those to their guns because it just records constantly and you can just mark the clips that you want to keep. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> there's another app now for the new trail camera, the reveal, which happens to be the hottest item uh, in the hunting industry this year. So I have two um, of them. So we'll get into that. In a second. I, I have two of them. <laughs> I would not trade those for, yeah. <laughs> so um when you hook your camera up uh, and here's uh you know what you bring up it reminds me of something else a lot of people think that the 5.0 and the 4.0 cameras have a wi-fi feature and uh and the solo is the other uh, pov camera we have they all have wi-fi and everybody thinks that means you have to have internet which is not true. Wi-Fi is simply a signal, just like a radio signal, just like a Bluetooth signal. It's just a signal. It does not mean internet service. So everybody's had a Bluetooth earbud at one time or another, and they always disconnect mm-hmm. or they don't work right, right? So Tacticam said, we're going to use a Wi-Fi signal because it's stronger and it doesn't break down. So you can turn the uh, Wi-Fi on on your camera and you hook up to it with your phone or your app or whatever, and then you can set the settings on that camera, whether you want it zoomed in eight times zoom or six times zoom or no zoom at all. And if you want it on 4K or 1080, or if you want it in slow motion at uh, 120 frames a second, or if you want it at 240 frames a second, it doesn't matter. You set the camera up in the mode that you want it on your app. Mm-hmm. You close the app, turn the camera off, and it's set. So the next time that you turn it on, that's what it's recording as. So that's what I said. When I have my camera set up on my bow, I have one set at eight times zoom, 
I have another one set at slow motion, and I have another one on 4K, zoomed all the way out to three times zoom, so I've got the widest view. So when I hit record, all three of those cameras come on, and now I'm recording three different angles in three different fashions. Now, is that Which something you can, and I might be way off base here, but let's say I, I, I buy a Tacticam, I set it through the app on zoomed all the way out, whatever the hell that means. One time zoom. So zoom back. So it's so it's it, it, they come with a fixed three times zoom lens. You're either going to get closer than that, or that's the widest, farthest away you're going to be. Okay, so let's say I I you know set it that way, and uh-huh. and then when I'm in the tree, or let's say I, I I mount that one to a tree, and I I have it pointing down a certain trail, and then I've got another okay. one on the bow. Can I check uh-huh. that setting on my phone? Can I look at what that view is? Or do you need you have, to? You have to do it before you walk away from that camera. So if you have the Wi-Fi on and it's uh-huh. hooked up to your app, you can point the camera and you will literally get a real-time view of what your camera is seeing oh, on cool. your phone in yeah, your app. That, yeah, that was so you could have it set and then look, okay, yep, that's what I want. And, and then, then yep, away. that's walk what I away. want. And then back out of it, shut it off. And then if you have the remote hooked up to it, when you turn hit the button on the remote, that camera will come on and you know where it's pointing. I'm just thinking about one of the spots I hunt. You know, I'm thinking of where all these deer come off, and I'm, I'm sitting there going, I could point one right at that, mm-hmm. that trail and just have all that footage down into where I'm most likely going to get that shot. And then if right. you have one on the bow, you could then... You got the shot, you got the... Of course, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's a good point you made too, James, about um, practicing. You know, because I'm sure it changes your shot maybe a bit if you're learning how to not, I don't know what the term would be, but not to follow through or whatever it is with the bow and you, you're learning to kind of keep it up. Um, so, yeah, you don't just go buy a Tacticam on September 14th in Missouri and then start hunting with it September 15th because it's you're probably no, going to be filming your shoes. Like- it's just like with your with your bow or your gun. You know, you should. Uh, I tell people all the time to practice the way you hunt. So if you hunt, you know, a lot of guys will argue back and forth. Take your quiver off. Take leave your quiver on. Do that. It doesn't matter. You shoot your bow the way you shoot your bow, right? I leave my quiver on the whole time. Always have. Me too. Same here. That's the way I practice. Because I'm not going to change the way, you know, when you practice, 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 and then you do something, we expect to do something different, it's not going to be different because you're used to practicing a certain way, right? Right. Yep. So uh, you can ask, you can talk, Andy can attest to this, that uh, on the team we do, on the promotions team, we do like simple little video challenges and stuff. Mm-hmm. And part of those are, you said the term follow through. Well, I tell people all the time that you got to follow through, follow your shot. Just like, let's say you are a wing shooter with a shotgun. You know, when they, when you're shooting at doves or uh, ducks or whatever it is, it's flying through the sky. When you squeeze that trigger, you don't stop the motion of the gun. You're supposed to follow when you squeeze the trigger because the pattern, the, the, the shot coming out of the barrel is still got to move with that animal. So it still leads it. So it's the same practice that you're doing with that Tacticam camera after the shot, follow the animal. Um, don't stop. Um, even, 
think about this. If you shoot a duck that's flying through the air and you're filming and you shoot it, boom, and you don't follow that duck all the way to the to the where it hits the ground of the water, you lost a bunch of footage. Yeah. Right. You see boom and then the duck falls out of frame. So the best thing to do is boom and then just follow that bird or that animal all the way until you can't follow it anymore, whether it stops in the falls in the water or runs behind trees or whatever the case may be. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. I, I would agree that's probably the biggest challenge is, is retraining that follow through with the bow. Um, it's a little easier, in my opinion, with, with uh, shotguns and rifles. Because you're kind of doing that already right. for the most part. For the most part. But with a bow, it's that's the hard part, I will say. Um, probably the only disadvantage, honestly. Yeah, but don't they have it? I mean, I know Russell did it last year or – Maybe it was two years ago. He had it actually mounted, like, I think it was on his shoulder or on his hat. On his head, I think. On his head, head or something. Yeah. So you can get the head Yep, mounts. we have head mounts and shoulder mounts. Yeah. And, um, and I've, I have filmed deer with, um, with my bow, one on my bow and one on my head. And the trick to that is I would have to uh, turn the Wi-Fi on on the one on my head and hook up to it to the app. And then I would literally set the ca- my phone down where I could see what the camera was seeing. <laughs> and I would draw my bow back and figure out, oh, I need to move that camera. Make and sure I'd put my bow away. back down. and move, Yep, so that I added the line before the deer ever walked in. And then what was really great is I got the shot, and you could see me draw back. You know, you could see my hand. And then I got the shot on film, and I dropped my bow. But you know what I did do? I followed that deer with my head. So I actually got the deer running off with the other camera that was on my head. So I was, I was pretty fortunate. Had it not been for that one on my head, I would have lost all that because I dropped my bow like we always do, you know. Yeah, and, and that's even what, even guys who use them all the time still forget. No, yeah, and that's what Russell, our my my brother in law, that's the reason he had that one on his. I think it was his head. He, he yeah, he, had the he head did out. something because he was having the same problem you were talking about, James, with it not it being in the way, kind of. And so, but he, he, he liked the idea of it not dropping with the shot because his head wasn't going to drop. His head was going to look, you know, watch the arrow fly and then watch the animal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you think about the, the one maybe negative is learning how to use it, right? Learning how to use it with your bow. If you, you know, we're all three of us are, are mostly bow hunters. That what's, that's what we prefer. And, but you think of the, the positives I'm, that thing is throw that to me again, Andy. I mean that thing weighs it nothing. Again. It's it, there's nothing three to ounces. it compared to three ounces, and it's one push of one button, and it comes on and it starts recording, and you don't have to think about it anymore. Yep. Yeah, compared so, to the and it'll record for ten minutes. Yeah, I, and I that think that's a big positive compared to the luggage that we you know I started off recording because my wife said I could borrow her Sony Handycam, so I I went and bought a. Uh, uh, camera arm off camo fire and then it came with a head a fluid head and I think I went and bought a little um, remote uh, that uh, attaches to the, to the, the camera arm. Head, the arm yeah, yeah. and so you got another 10 pounds on your backpack yep yep oh for sure I mean <laughs> and then the, the the part that weighs the most really is the ratchet setup for the to strap it to the tree and the thing that bothers me more than anything and maybe it's just because I'm anal about noise that those ratchet straps are not quiet no, especially carrying it in. And, and when you're running and gunning and moving around, and every time you get in a new tree, click, 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 
click, click. I mean, there's, there's noise going throughout the yep. forest. And, um, so this takes care of all that cause there is no, yeah. you know, there's, there's, no there's, there's several advantages. Now there are, there are a few disadvantages to attack a camera as opposed to those cameras, because you can't zoom in while that animal's coming in. You have to preset your selections of what you're going to record it. Mm-hmm. The advantage over those other cams is I can carry more of them. I can get more angles. I can hit turn five of them on with a push of one button. And they are so simple. The ease of use is probably the number one thing. It's they don't weigh anything and you can mount them to anything anywhere. And even if you're only running one, you click one button and it comes on and starts recording. It weighs three ounces. It's like it's not even there. So the quality of the video, 4K is 4K. It doesn't matter what it comes out of. Slow motion, slow motion. doesn't matter what you're editing with. Um, the lowest setting on our cameras is 1080i, so it's still high definition. Yeah. Yep. So high definition, <clears throat> 4K quality, 8M zoom, slow motion, 3 ounces, 1 button, ease of use. Remote, you can hook up to 5 of them to one remote and have them out a hundred feet away and they'll all come on. It doesn't matter. Nice. Well, I use them turkey hunting. I'll put a a 5.0 wide out in the middle of my decoys. And when the turkeys come in, I've got one on my gun and one facing at me in the blind and one or two out there and click. They all come on. And I'll tell you, there are some awesome videos of people turkey hunting using that. (laughs) Yeah. Because they're getting that kill shot. I mean, right there in the, I mean, yeah, Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, and like I said, we, uh, there's all kinds of ways you can skin a cat and there's different ways people can get into self filming. Um, you obviously work for Tacticam, so there's reasons why they are, um, good in your eyes and, from someone who doesn't work for the company, and I don't really have a, I haven't bought a camera at all. I'm, I'm stealing my wife's camera, which she gets annoyed at. So, <laughs> I, I'm sitting here going, if I was going to make a purchase, do I go buy a thousand dollar camera and a Me? really exp- a expensive camera arm? Um, all these different things that I could do with a, a camera setup. Sure, I could, and I could zoom in while the animal's walking in, but. Couldn't I do that on a Tacticam post post record anyway? You could zoom? and save you a bunch of money. <laughs> yeah, so you could. Yeah, so um, you know, there's. The... Go ahead. No, it's it's fine. Go ahead, James. Well, and I, think no, it... I was just going to say that that the the easy that I I guess really so <clears throat> you can say yeah I work for Tacticam I work for Tacticam now I I didn't I worked for UPS. I quit a career that I had had since I was 21 years old um, and walked away from it all because uh, of an opportunity to come to work for a company that I strongly believe in their products and the people who own the company. Um, To do that, I gave up a ton of security to come work for a a hunting camera company, right? Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have done that had I not believed in it this much. Well, and you're, I mean, you didn't get paid anything for the, the team leader and all those things. I mean, before you did that, um, you did it because you believed in the product and I mean, you, you chose. That's right. I, right. I spent several years is, uh, just being a promoting guy. 
right. um, because I believed in it that much. I wasn't making any money, and I was, you know, they weren't giving me any money, and they sure weren't giving me any cameras. But um, there was, I truly believed in the product that much that I would tell everybody, anybody, and then you'd show them your videos, and you know, I, I would say the proof is in the pudding, mm-hmm. and you can Google trash cam videos. Um, and there's so many videos that come up there. People are using them. I mean, not a YouTube channel when nature's calling outdoors, but, <laughs> <laughs> but shameless little plug. Uh, hey, that we were going to let him do it anyway, <laughs> but you know, it's just, um, it's not, that's what I'm saying. It's not just my channel, but there are several people out there who are putting YouTube videos and, uh, Vimeo videos out there for that. I don't know. You, the proof's there. All it has to do, people have to do is watch it. And it's just like any other tool. Um, the more you use it, the more proficient you come with it. Yeah. Just like your bow. You didn't start out being great bow, uh, a great bow shot. You went out there and practice and practice and practice. You just have to remember when you're self filming, your video camera is just another piece of equipment that you go out in the woods with and you use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of other products, it's an interesting time timing on this this episode we're recording with you because we actually just had a, a giveaway um, last week or the yep. week before. Yep. Can't remember now. Um, we we gave away a reveal a tact cam reveal cell camera. Um, Where in the world did you find one? I mean, good uh, for Andy, y'all. Good Andy for bought one. <laughs> yeah, Andy yeah. was able to get one I ordered. Was, so. Yeah, so Andy Andy bought one, and we we thought it'd be a good. Um, giveaway and the reason that we we purchased the the reveal is because andy owns a couple and i think what's really cool and you mentioned it in the beginning of this it's your hottest product right now i think you said james and and it's actually the hunting industry's hottest product okay there you go storm yep yeah Uh, we really didn't think that the reaction to this would be as strong as it is we're very grateful honored and humbled um, that the hunting industry and the hunting men and women of this great country um, want that product, and they want it. It's in such a demand. We are just blown away now, um, by the reception. Why do you think it's it's in such demand? What what about it has has taken everybody by storm? And you know, we chose it for a reason. We wanted to give people a cell camera. Uh, we wanted to give away a cell camera. We could have bought a bunch of different ones. Sure. I mean, there's different companies that, that sell them. What about yours has done this? I mean, what do you think is so cool about it? And I mean, I know I have my opinion, but what about yours has, has taken the, the country by storm? I can tell you what I see and what I think. I can't prove any of this, but uh, it, it's a 24 megapixel camera, which is the highest quality uh, out there for a camera in the 99 to $119 uh, price range. Um, it also has its own app, which is free, so you don't have to go out and check the camera. Uh, it sends them to your app. Uh, eight megapixel picture comes to your app, and then you know you can share it from there, or save it to your phone. Your your save it to your photos, or share it, put it on Facebook, or send it to your buddies right from the app. Um, <clears throat> the data plans are. Very affordable. Yep. Uh, they start out like 250 pictures a month for like $5 a month. 
and you can go all the way up to unlimited photos for like $14 a month. Yeah. So I think it's 13 something, but, uh, Verizon and AT&T are the two, uh, versions that we have. They're the two strongest cell carriers in the country. Um, so reception's generally pretty, pretty well. And the, actually the antenna, <clears throat> I've heard several people say, <clears throat> I'm in charge of the, uh, customer service team here as well. And I've heard several compliments on, you know, your camera gets signal where all my other cameras wouldn't. So there's something to do with that antenna. <clears throat> I don't know what we did different, but we obviously did something different. And I would say the most important thing, really more than anything else, is not just the quality of the camera itself, but it's the customer service and support that comes when you purchase any Tacticam product. Um, we have done very well with um, the demand. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get phone calls and questions every day, and ever since this, it's taken by storm, and it's taken us aback, and we've had to adapt. Uh, we had a few little growing pains here and there, but we're trying to get ahead of the curve, and, um, <clears throat> you know, that's a lot of things that I hear people, I read it on social media, that ABC game camera companies, uh, customer service is just not up to par, and we, TechCam strives very hard to be customer service friendly, and we want that customer service experience to be great for everybody. So we strive really hard to achieve that. And uh, sometimes it gets a little difficult and a little frustrating, especially if your camera's not working the way you want it to. Right, uh, right. But we we, we, uh, we like to take that personal approach. Um, you, you talk to real people. And uh, we do have uh, an automated ser- system that will literally walk you through your problems and help you fix the problems uh, that you're having. Some things are just as simple as changing the passcode or your password on your app. Yeah. And it will do it all for you. What's really kind of cool about it is that if you call <clears throat> from the phone that you set up your app on, this automated system will literally go, hi, Nate. Thanks for calling Tacticam. What can I help you with today? And you're like, what in the world? I didn't say my name or nothing. You know, you just call them. <laughs> Representative. So it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's actually pretty cool. Yep. Um, they, it, we've kind of tried to set it up to where if Nate calls and says, hey, I'm having a problem with my reveal camera. I need to, I, I forgot my password on my app and I can't get logged back in. That automated service will say, I can help you with that. I mean, it'll talk to you just yeah. like I'm yeah. talking to you. It's really, really cool. AI has come a long way. So, um, But then if you're really having technical problems and really need to talk to somebody and figure out what's going on, those people are there to answer the phones. It's, it's pretty neat. Yep. Yeah. And, James, yeah. I'll give you kind of my, I guess, two cents on why. I mean, from, from a user perspective, I had another cell cam before this, and – it takes me like a day and a half to get it set up and ready to go. I got to get the SIM card, got to get that registered, got to get that put on my name, got to get the plan. Then you got to get your settings right. Literally, I timed myself and I had it online with a plan ready to put on the tree in less than five minutes. Like it, Yeah, it, we, we tried to make it very simple. We wanted it to be user-friendly. Yeah. Um, 
We wanted you to be able to download the app, pick your plan, scan the barcode, turn it on, send yourself a test picture, and close the door, and you know, turn it on and close the door and walk away from it. Yes. Yeah. And let it start sending you pictures. And I have my, I've had two cameras up since July, and you know, I got it set on one picture, and I got it set on timely. And I just let it do its thing. And I get a picture generally within about 30 seconds after it takes the picture. Yep. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome to go, oh, man, I should have been on my tree stand this morning. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's, I mean, my personal opinion about it. Now, truth be told, I don't own one because I'm still a cheap ass. So, yeah, um, and, but if I were to buy one, that, that was the one that I almost pulled the trigger on and still might because. Good luck finding one. Huh? Well, at some point, I, I mean. And I found it at Shields about, I don't know, it was like four weeks ago. And, and now, that was longer than that. That was longer we, than that. It. it was, yeah, it's yeah, been yeah, a few months. It's been but a month or two. It's, I send them out by the thousands uh, every week, and I it's amazing to me that I still, I get personal phone calls from my friends going, hey, you work for Tacticam? Yeah, <laughs> where can I find those reveals? I'm like, uh, good luck. Or outdoors, <laughs> or you yeah. know, just well, I think <laughs> there's a lot of people like me out there that I'm. I'm telling you now, I would, I will never spend three hundred dollars on a cell camera. It, and you know, the cheapest one I found was at least a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was never going to spend a hundred and fifty dollars. And there's a lot of people like me out there. Let alone the the week when you walk. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, yeah. If I swallow a penny, I can shit out a, a quarter. And uh, and so when when you, the reveal came out and you got one that's sitting there at a hundred dollars with a, a plan that you can have for three months and cancel at any time, it it is one that if I were going to go because I I've spent a hundred dollars on a, a, a trail cam before. Price points right. That's all it is. Yeah, no, it, hit, it hits everything right on the head yeah. as far as price point and all that. And I mean, it does great work. I I don't have one either, but I've seen the pictures. I've seen you Andy's. Get the ones I forwarded. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. And I mean, it does it does what you need it to do, and the quality's there. Yeah. So. But I, I'll go buy a ninety dollar trail camera because I think it's a little bit better than maybe the. But I'm not going to go spend. I buy a two hundred dollar trail camera. Right. It's just at some point I go, hey, I'm I'm out. And right. so you're the person you're the person we wanted to sell a camera to. Well, you're worked. the deer hunter that we wanted to go. You know what? I think I'm going to try one of those. And then the people who are already using those high dollar cameras said, "Well, I'll try it because it's only a hundred dollar camera, mm-hmm. right? And let's just see what it is." And they weren't expecting the the results that they were getting, and now. I'm seriously, there are Facebook pages out there that are dedicated to that uh, trail camera and they're not, some of them are ours, but not all of them are ours. Right. And, uh, there yours guys out there with 10 and 20 and 30 and 40 of these cameras that they're running Yeah. because they're just buying them up going, Holy crap. Look at this. Look at this, mm-hmm. which is awesome. But I will just, I will, I will tease you and your audience. <laughs> we have more tricks up our sleeve. That's all I'm going to tell you. Don't, <laughs> don't you titillate me. <laughs> that sounds like some good things may be coming. Then. We are on episode 28, and I got to use the word titillate. <laughs> Work that down. But, yeah, yeah and are, I know I know we are. got off on a tangent, but it, I thought I wanted to talk about that, that yep. camera, um, especially since we just gave one away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were excited to do something for our listeners, and 
um, that was something that we thought, hey, that that's something we can do. And um, well, against product that I use, one, like one quick in. point to one quick point to all of your listeners for everyone who goes out and they buy those reveal um, cell cams. Mm-hmm. The biggest piece of advice that I could give to anybody is if you're going to go and you're going to spend the money on a data package and a camera, don't be looking for the cheapest SD card that you can find <laughs> yeah. to put yep. in it because they, <clears throat> they do corrupt and they go bad. And when they go bad, it causes your camera not to work right. And the first thing you want to blame is the camera. And I'm like, wait a minute. Right. And I, I will tell you what we recommend. And, and then I will tell you why. We recommend a SanDisk or a Lexar U3 Class 10 card that writes uh, information at 80 megabytes a second or faster. And the reason we recommend that <clears throat> is those cards tend to um, work flawlessly um, because they, the camera programs in the camera um, write that information fast enough and try to send it to the cell tower fast enough that the card has to keep up with that. Yep. And then if you use an old card that you've had in your, I don't know, your old Browning or stealth camera or something in there, oh, I've had this for four years <laughs> and I've never had a problem with it. Well, now you're going to have a problem with it because you keep switching it out and keep always, anytime you get a new card, reformat the card make it like you know that there's nothing on it so it won't corrupt and then put it in the camera use a good quality card like again uh, again i i can't strongly suggest this enough a sandisk or lexar u3 class 10 card yeah um that 80 megabytes a second if you put that in there you probably won't have any issues and most of the time i would say 99 percent of the time that card will work flawlessly. Sometimes those do go bad too. And then when they go bad, you're like, what? There's exceptions to the rule. Yeah, things are going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And we learned that lesson. I mean, starting this podcast, we learned that SD cards are not all made the same. Right. But uh, No, no, they're not. Even though it says it might be, it's not. (laughs) Well, um, we really appreciate you coming on and talking about self-filming. I know we got off on a tangent on that, that trail cam at the end, but I thought it'd be cool to talk about. So, um, why don't you real, real quick before we hop off? Um, want to give everybody your YouTube channel that we talked yeah. about earlier, just give, in case they didn't catch that. Give us the official plug here. The official plug. The, the official plug. Yeah. Um, I have a I have a YouTube channel uh, that is growing, and I'm constantly putting new content on it. Um, it's not just hunting and fishing. There are how tos on, say, how to can deer meat. And there are canned deer meat recipes on there. There's uh, how to smoke ribs and chicken. There's how to clean spoonbill and uh, paddlefish that I, I catch out of the lake of the Ozarks all the time. Um, basic skinning and quarter. I try to have a sense of humor with a bunch of the stuff. <laughs> and that's how you generally know people watch. Um, uh, the, the name of my channel is When Nature's Calling Outdoors. Um, I've got just over 500 subscribers and it's constantly growing. Um, I did one quick story. I, I have ran a big camera as well. I went to the North American Whitetail Championship last year and filmed for that uh, mm-hmm. contest. Um, and one of the neat things about it, 
<clears throat> in the early videos, like how to make a European skull mount or how to make uh, deer summer sausage or things like that, there's always a joke at the end. And generally, my wife is the voice in the background, and she's the one giving me a hard time. I let her get to laugh, you know, just for fun. And uh, we were at that banquet for that North American Whitetail Championship. At the end of the week, my wife came out there to Kansas and was enjoying the weekend with us and the banquet and the concert and all that good stuff. And someone heard my wife's voice that was a subscriber to my channel. And they walked up and they looked at her and she said, can I help you? And he just said, oh, you're the voice on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> she started laughing. Creepy. Like, yes, I am. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. So it's, uh, those little things, I just try and keep it fun and interesting and I make a little fun of myself. And if anybody wants a great laugh, go watch the basic skinning and quartering of a deer and how to use skinning fluid or skinning oil. And you guys can watch that and have a good laugh at the same time and maybe learn something. Absolutely. Awesome. We'll check it out. And uh, that, that sounds like a good uh, good one our viewers here in Missouri will like because it uh, covers a lot of broad things that we all use. Yeah. yeah. No. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, fellas. Yeah. You guys James. got anything else for him? No, I think that's it, man. No, good talking to you. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thanks, James. Yes, sir. Have a good day. All right. We'll Thanks, see guys. Bye. All right. That's it. That was a good one. Yeah. I, I mean, that's – the useful tools that Tacticams can be when you are self-filming. I mean, like we said, the weight, the different, you know, different aspects of it. Yeah. Um, and it, it depends on what you want to use it for. So, I mean. My cheap ass might buy one. Just saying. Yeah. And that price is right. Yeah. I mean, my main thing would be, the main reason I would want one and to get into it is mainly for shots. Yes. As far as where did my shot go? Did I get a good shot mm -hmm. and that sort of thing? So it really comes in handy for something. Could have like used that. that in last week's episode. Yeah, that would have been yep. pretty pretty helpful. Yep. Yeah. So all right, hope everybody enjoyed the show. Make sure you guys check out James's uh, YouTube channel. Um, make sure you subscribe, like and subscribe to our uh, channel as well. Leave us a review if you don't mind. Um, appreciate we'd it. appreciate it. Really help us out. Otherwise, we'll talk to y'all later. Have a good I got one. a joke See for you. Guys. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, Where's the, the dad, dad jokes? <laughs> Let's hear it. Yes. What, what's your, okay. I better not. I'd, I'd butcher it. The stakes are too high. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Well, hey, Cut. I'm glad you're back, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's all there is to it. All right. We'll talk to y'all later.